it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com, that's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. Big thanks to Derek, Baker Six Client, for the graphics, and our new patrons, Forcycle, Thunderstruck, and Rosebud55112. And our featured patrons this week, Jesse, I brought on the Canadians. So I will not, I know the, the O Canada national anthem, but I'm not going to sing it because nobody <laughs> wants to hear me sing. Um, but our Canadian patrons are Ken, who lives in Winnipeg. We have a good representation of provinces. Um, He's in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, Hugh, he's in Penticton. Sorry, Hugh, I hope I said that right. Uh, I don't think you did. Penticton, British Columbia. Sure. Uh, Sure. Yvonne, uh, she's in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, Jeff, New Westminster, British Columbia. Lorne, he's on the other side. He's in Toronto. He's, He's in Ontario. Paul. Paul is retiring. Um, congratulations, Paul, on yeah, getting to that point. He's in Prince Rupert, uh, British Columbia, and Abe. He is in Winkler, Manitoba. So thank you to all our patrons that keep our show on the air. And thank you to all of our Canadian patrons, Canadian listeners. And welcome to tonight's show. Um, we have a special guest tonight, Sean. Who is what's your what what is your 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 official title at HQ, Sean? Uh, well, I'm the head of engineering at uh, at HQ, which there is we basically go. software engineering. Right, awesome. Well, thank you for being with us tonight. That's my pleasure. Um, this will be fun. Um, we're going to do first a little bit of news, and then we're going to jump right into the topic. So let me let me hit the news bumper. <laughs> So a couple items of note for news. Um, 
Cash Fest Oklahoma is um, obviously going on. Cashfest.com. The store is open. And I did want to point out a couple of, and I'm wearing my Cash Fest shirt tonight. So, um, so one item of note is that one of the items that is to be that you can purchase is the Friends of Cash Fest. We've talked about that before. I do want to re-mention that again because it's very important. There are limited, all the rest of the packages are not limited as far as how many can purchase them, mm-hmm. but there is a 75 person limit on the uh, Friends of Cash Fest. That is the special package that allows you to be a sponsor of Cash Fest. It's a limited number of packages. It is capped at 75 participants, and that number is getting close. So you want to act fast uh, as this will sell out. And I did want to mention that last year, or yeah, last year, if you want to see what, because you get to design your own coin too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people loved that. They got to do that with um, the Turtles. Um, if anybody saw the the turtles that were designed um, for um, GeoCoin Fest, and so that's something that'll be available uh, as well. So um, that's available for those that get the friends of. So keep that in mind. Uh, keys for the Cash Fest Vault are starting to populate. So keys two and three are out there in the wild and are available to be found. Uh, Hopefully (laughs) people will find them soon. Um, There'll be others. Uh, We do that. This is our second year to do those. So um, we're, um, we're happy to, to be part of that. Uh, We try to spread them out all over the country best we can. Um, so we don't know where cat where keys two and three are. The first one was in Washington and, um, it's the state and it was found. So, um, we're starting to, um, get that, um, get those, those keys out. But I really encourage people to consider, uh, coming to cash fest. We got to meet Sean in cash fest last year in Memphis. So, uh, what is your, um, What's your what's your sales point? I'm putting you on the spot for going to Cash Fest. <laughs> what did you like uh-huh. about Cash Fest? <laughs> well, I had a fantastic time in uh, it was in, well, it wasn't in Oklahoma. It was in uh, it was yeah, in Tennessee, Memphis. and so yeah. uh, lovely Memphis. So yeah, we we uh, I got to I got to travel across the state or across the country with one of my close friends from um, from the company and and. Uh, we, we just did all the things we did. It was kind of a gadget theme as I, as I recall. Mm-hmm. And we, we, uh, put together, uh, some gadget caches did, did they had a soldering, uh, and, and, uh, yep. put, yeah, 3d printing soldering. And that there was a, there was a, a maker kind of a fest. Uh, we had, you know, yep. so lots of that, lots of that. Uh, there was a, um, we had a, uh, I believe there was a, uh, what are those called? Um, the, the escape rooms. Yeah. So yeah. and and we got to go on that cruise on the on the Mississippi yep. riverboat. Uh, so there was, yeah, that was a awesome. mystery kind of yep. adventure lab thing that happened there, which was really fun. And uh, met met downtown on the Beale on 
Beale Street and yep. uh, got to got to experience some of that Memphis food and um, yeah, it was a great trip and and I I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, cool. Everybody was there. We had we I have this. Uh, Justin is one of the uh, yep. the guys that I went with, and he he and I have this photo of us where um, we are on scooters driving around the lake. <laughs> Uh, look awesome. at getting the where I go cash there or whatever. And it's like, we look like we are having the most fun that you've ever had. Like it's just this joyous <laughs> photo or whatever. And so That's awesome. um, they shared it at one of our company meetings because uh, it was like an example of like, uh, just, just have, having such a good time with joy geocaching. So that is awesome. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony says he w- wants to thank you for the personal coin for your, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could meet you and get you one. Yeah. Which, speaking of, I've got. Um, and this will this segues into tonight's uh, talk about waymarking. But I do have, um, as we were talking about before, I got my pegboard back here, showing all the all the lackey tags and other tags I've gotten, and I put them onto a board. So that was a lot of fun to do. But I got this guy. So do you want to, Sean, you want to explain, explain yourself, sir. Yeah, that's my, that's my uh, extraordinarily exciting tag. It's the most exciting tag of all of the tags. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, that's, that's an icon that was, well, so, so first of all, that like we have this thing where if, if you're a new lackey, you, um, you, you get to meet with an artist and then they, they sort of create a depiction of you, your lackey tag. And so it's a right. pixel art icon that has, Generally, people are picking things like, um, you know, their, their hobbies or things that they really right. like, and they have, you know, they'll do all kinds of different things. Some people have like explosions behind theirs, or they have like a, they'll be riding on a dragon or something. I don't know. So, so somebody's barbecuing. Yeah, you got Annie's with holding with the, her with the sounders. sounders. Yeah, but mine is because. Well, so I've I've worked for uh, I've worked for geocaching since two thousand four. <laughs> so all, I'm I'm working on my twentieth year. Um, wow. and that's, we start, I believe we started this, uh, lackey tag thing in probably around 2005 or 2006. I think whenever the first lackey coin came out is where, where it was. And, and so anyhow, we, we weren't very exciting, uh, with our, we were just the artist at the time. Coco was, was her name. She was basically like, she okay. just picked whatever we were wearing that day and made us into tags. Um, and it just so happens that I was wearing this shirt. Yes. Uh, so, so it's this it's this outfit. I, I was uh, I know it's awesome. We didn't plan moment. that. At yeah. All. No, I, I mean I, I yeah, it's I didn't expect that you were gonna show the tag, but yeah. I didn't purposely wear the shirt, obviously. But uh, so yeah, you, you haven't changed shirt. your shirt in 20 years, is what you're telling us. It's the same shirt. I, I, I kind of like Steve Jobs, you know, I just wear like <laughs> a, a, a uniform. That's your wear. outfit for the day, every day. Yep, yep. So I think I think that uh we had this shirt and Brian and I, Brian Roth, uh, really both love this shirt. And so I think there was a moment, like it was Brian's, like, uh, one of Brian's birthday parties or something. I think we ended up, I, I, for a gift, I ended up like minting a new copy for him and I, um, so that we could have this old shirt that we had both worn to death, uh, before or whatever. And so I, I, I think these are like the last of them, but they're actually a reprinting or whatever. And so I had, I went back into the, um, the art the creative studios and found the old art and i i was able to bring nice. it out and put it in the t-shirt or whatever and so this is literally like one of my favorite t-shirts i've ever gotten from from geocaching or whatever so it's like it's a great yeah, shirt. yeah it's show like, them off the your waymark it's, shirt it's like a pixel yeah. art uh sort of the same theme that we go with the site um 
But anyhow, yeah, so it's a great one. And and it's my lackey tag. It's also, I use it as my icon in Slack. It's it's like, uh, it's my representation. So I, ha- I have this thing everywhere. That's that's awesome. That is so awesome. Um, so I'm going to read, and I, we don't typically do a lot of reading of things. We, we fly off the cuff for the most part, right, Jesse? But I do want to read... Um, because I want to get um, get your comments and kind of get your background, Sean, on on waymarking. But I want to, I kind of want to, and this may not be, this may, well, we'll, we'll get your opinion on whether you think this is a a, a good uh, depiction or explanation of waymarking. Sure. It says uh, waymarking is a way to mark, visit, and share locations around the world using GPS coordinates. It's similar to an online scavenger hunt for all ages. Waymarking highlights interesting places such as historical buildings, statues, or natural locations. Waymarking is related to geocaching, but the main difference is that geocaches require you to find a hidden item, while waymarks are usually single location of interest. Many waymarks are historical locations where a traditional geocache would not be allowed. I like that. So thoughts on the verbiage i i'm i'm probably played a role in setting us putting that verbiage out there but it sounds pretty pretty accurate to me i mean probably it's basically it's basically like it's a similar game to geocaching um in fact it was it was spawned from geocaching it was it was created as a solution to problems that geocaching were having back in Mm. those days well that'd Um, be good to talk about tonight yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's basically a game that's similar to geocaching. I mean, you go find points in the wild and you log them. You know, you, you, the visit is akin to a, a geocache find, uh, you know, a log. Right. Um, a, a waymark is just like a geocache, like a virtual geocache, basically, I guess, because you're um, there's no there's no containers in waymarking. But there are you do you still go to the point. You still yeah actually visit it and you 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 know you log the there's no book log book obviously because there's no physical container but there's the virtual log book online and and you yeah. uh you know you'll take a photo of yourself or your gps or whatever your phone whatever uh to prove that you were at the spot um yeah and so it's it's basically well, like um a similar version of ge- to geocaching yeah similar so then cool. let's let's step back a moment and yeah. kind of give your background now that we've kind of explained a little bit about uh, waymarking. So I guess, um, let people know again, how, um, you came to, um, ground speak. Do we still, is it still called ground speak? I mean, I always call it geocaching.com now, but I mean, we, we do business as geocaching HQ now. Um, yeah. we're still ground speak though under ground speak or yeah. the cover, but you could use either or, but, but yeah. like geocaching is what we call We go by. Yeah. So how did you make your way there? And then how did you get involved with waymarking? Yeah, well, uh, I actually was, I was like a, a basically a warehouse manager from, uh, I worked for my father for, for about oh, okay. 10 years after college. Cool. Uh, what's that? Cool. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And, uh, um, it kind of was a dead end. It wasn't turning into anything. It wasn't something that I really wanted to do from the rest of my life. And I right. sort of was, I was trying to turn my, my situation around and I didn't really know what my, my were. and so I, I, I basically taught myself how to code. 
So I spent a lot of years like like working my way into the system and, and I ultimately became a website programmer and, and mm. this is like when the web is just beginning basically. Right. Um, so did websites for my, you know, the company that I was working for and, and all that. So I became a contractor and I built this website that actually, I, it, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was called How Many Times. Um, which was sort of like a precursor to the like Fitbits and keeping track of your daily life, your weight and your, your, oh, you know, wow. and so I had this website that was sort of dynamically built similarly to the way geocaching and, um, mm -hmm. and marking were built. And I just decided that, uh, you know, I got a couple certifications and I was like, you know, I'm ready to, to go be a, a coder. I'm going to, I'm going right. to find a job and I'm going to be a coder. And, yes. uh, so I, so I, Put, I, I came up with a resume and I put it on monster.com. Oh boy. Uh, so we're like, yeah, we're going way back. And yeah. it was like a phishing, you know, I just threw the resume yeah. out there and flung it out there. Yeah, I didn't really, I wasn't very proactive and I was a little nervous about like whether I would, you know, but anyways, I, uh, yeah. anyhow, it didn't take, but I, I would say less than a week. And and I caught uh, the Jeremy fish, I guess you could ah, say. Yes. Um, and this is when geocaching had about seven people working for it. Mr. Irish, and yes. We were just getting started, really. And so um, Jeremy Jeremy uh, sends me an email and said, uh, hey, looks like you're looking for a job and we're looking for somebody who has skills that are similar to yours. Um, mm -hmm. Would you be interested in taking a phone call? And I'm like, sure. you know. So, so he and I talked and we kind of, you know, he, 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 he's went through a few of my resume bullet points. Like, you did this, you did this. Yes. Right. yes, yes. Why don't you come in? And so <laughs> I came into the office and met with a couple, uh, like Jeremy and Elias and, and the, the, oh, wow. the David was this guy. He didn't work for us anymore, but he, he mm -hmm. was the, 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 the person who was working on where I go at the time. Wow. Um, the first iteration of where I go. Had Jess, not come Jesse's out a, Jesse's a big fan of the, where I go. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a secret project at the time that I joined the company. It was not something that we were allowed to like tell people about because it was still in development and it Wasn't was a big yet. idea. It was the big next thing. Um, right. And so it was this sort of, and we didn't even have a name for it at the time. It was sort of the secret project. And I think we, I think it, the first iteration of it was called authorware or something like that, but I think ultimately, um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I, I That's was, cool. We, we had a conversation um, at, at the office and there were seven people that were working there and it was um, it was downtown Seattle. The building doesn't exist anymore. Uh, wow. I think it's like entirely redeveloped. It's like by by a, like a Whole Foods or something now. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah. But anyhow, it was it was a uh, place where. Um, yeah. It was, so anyways, I, 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 I had the interview wild. and they, they asked me to join. And so so. Soon, you know, two weeks later, whatever, I had given my notice, and I'm 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 working for the company. And um, the very first thing that um, we started, well, I was so I was hired. Jeremy was the only developer at the time, right? Uh, and Jeremy being the the, the CEO at the time, yeah, uh, and the founder, obviously, if people yeah, don't necessarily know, but uh, sure. So he and I um, were going to be the two developers um, on the on the geocaching side, but but geocaching was having some challenges because um we had a, um we were kind of in this space where we were growing pretty heavily and they right. and jeremy had been introducing new cash types and trackables and things like a lot of the new things yeah and the new the new um 
two of the new cache types uh, were the virtual caches right. and locationless caches. Locationless, yeah. And so these these were cool ideas that a lot of people liked and 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 it resonated with. But the problem was that it was both were causing different problems for the site. Sure. Um, locationless caches were were b built. Um, I don't know. It's almost like I need to talk about waymarking first, so then I can go back and explain. I know that's okay. Go uh, for it. The connection is basically that locationless caches act like. Um, the cache itself is like a waymark uh, category. And then when you post the waymarks, it's the logs, right? So so you you have a category, let's just say you pick yeah. one like, oh, um, yeah. like, let's just say that this category is sit by me statues, right? So that would be the name of a cache on right. geocache, would be sit by me statues. And the idea would be people would go and log sit by me statues in the wild and then mm -hmm. that would just become a geocache log and then when anybody anytime somebody saw that it would it would just be there on the logs and so people who might want to see those statues could like see the logs but the problem was that you can't see the photo uh you can't and you can't navigate there like th there's no coordinates or, or they're difficult to get to it, it like part of the fun of seeing these places was that it needed to be presented in a different way hmm. um yeah. So the problem, the really big problem, though, was that it was not scalable for us because people were putting thousands of these logs on these individual caches and we couldn't handle the load at the time because it was too much, too much effort or too right. much, too much uh, data or whatever. And so right. so it was very difficult. And we didn't have good me methods of paging data at the time either. So we kind of and so it was just this long page. of oh, 10, gosh. And, and so people were having a hard time uh, pulling up the, the cache pages because it was just so obnoxiously slow. Right. Um, this is a real problem that we were ne needing to needing to fix. Um, yeah. And so then. Um, yeah. And so then there was the. Um, let's see. So so the, the virtual caches was having a different problem, which was that the arbitrary nature of what constituted a virtual cache right. was so overwhelming for reviewers that they started becoming very frustrated with the sure. with people right? that, you know, hey, I've just put a stick in the woods. Uh, that's, yeah, you know, that's exactly. That's my virtual. Review it, right. <laughs> and so all these terrible t different, you know, I mean, you got good and bad at the same time. There were great ones and there were, there were terrible ones, but the, the terrible ones became were becoming a problem and overwhelming the reviewers, and so they were basically um, ready to to like revolt um, if we weren't right. going to do something about it. And so, waymarking became this sort of like idea that was started to be bounced around amongst mm. the, 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 the the those of us at the office at that time. Sure, and um, it kind of became like a thing that I really got excited about like this idea of i have you know we had this idea that we would create basically locationless caches and create a, a new site type um because what we were realizing is that geocaching itself is kind of like a waymarking category sure right so um so so i guess when when we talk about waymarking waymarking is like a directory of geocaching like websites basically right. those are right. categories right so right. each category is basically um its own themed set of points of interest and oh, then you okay. and so for example you could you know a couple examples would be like i said that earlier one sit sit by me statues right you you would 
it's it's a collection of points that are these sit by me statues. And so if you were to go to this category, all of the You'll points in that category sure. are those types of places around the world. And so yeah. you can go find those things and it's all, you know, so you, you can use waymarking to find the things that you're looking for, those kind of cool points, or you can choose to play it like a game which is that you're just getting fines, right? You're, you're going out and finding it or, or posts, I guess. Yeah. We yeah. can talk about it a little bit, but, but anyhow, yeah. you've got battlefields, you've got graves of famous people, you've got McDonald's restaurants, you've got historical markers, th things like this. And, and sure. geocaching hypothetically could be a waymarking category. So if you're sure. needing a visualization of what a category is, that, that's yeah. kind of how it works. That's a crazy way to, yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Couple things to point out um, while while you were we were talking about that is I did want to uh, let you know that we've got some lurkers um, <laughs> down in down in New Zealand. So uh, Gia yeah, I, and I'd love to hear how this Taylor Swift concert went. Yeah, for JT Coffee and and uh, Gia uh, down in uh, in New Zealand. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for being along with for us for the ride. Um, they um and they say they've found some new waymarking categories so that's awesome oh, very cool yeah so um i actually just noticed that there's like um is it Ma maori or something sites or something like that there's i, I think i saw oh, that as i was looking through the old list so i'll bet that's one that you could find down there that didn't have very many entries but there's that's that's probably a good good chance for them to get some amazing icons yeah so um we're, we're, we're big fans of, of, uh, of Gia and Jesse. They're great, great folk. And, um, get, we got, uh, I love, love seeing them. I got to see them when I was at a headquarters last year. So, um, UDAC had a question. I know we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but I, I wanted to cover this. We lost Jesse. Um, in case people are wondering, um, he'll jump back on when he can, but we lost his connection. So he'll be back. But, uh, UDAC, uh, she wants to know, has HQ ever thought of merging waymarking and adventure labs? I don't know. Ever thought about putting those two together? I would say the answer to that question is not not seriously, but the idea has definitely come up that they would potentially be compatible. Okay. Um, you know, the idea is that that you know, adventure labs is is like also virtual locations like each stage of a, of a, of a adventure right. lab is basically a virtual location. And sure. there's been thoughts right. that like, what if you could use a waymark for a virtual spot, uh, stage or, or an Ooh. end stage or something like that. And yeah. how what if you build your story using real life points from waymarking. And, um, you know, I don't know that it's ever out of the question. I mean, we, I think we have been looking for things that we could do with this great database that we have because it's filled with amazing points um, and right. and cool, cool different ideas. And so, um, I, I'm not. Sh I, I would say the that it, it's it's not something that we've taken seriously as an idea, but I think we've talked about it as a as a you know this could be a thing that you could do. Um, and so, you know, you never know what could happen. Um, sure. You know, but, but I would say, um, the answer is definitely, we've talked about it. Oh, and look who just, Oh, uh, look who's, look who's with us also. And I've been waiting for the show. And of course now it was when my computer crashes, right? That's okay. Um, Brian Roth, oh, um, whoever he is. Here's your there. definitive answer, but yeah, the answer is <laughs> we're not, we're not, that's, it's not something that we're, we're planning it. Um, but we have discussed yeah. it in the past as like, it would be a it hypothetical be that could happen, but it's, but yeah. it's 
So Brian, yeah. So Brian, Brian, I'm kidding. We love Brian. Um, there's some opportunities for crossover between Adventure Labs and Waymarks, but um, a majors. I read these two, by the way, because we have audio. Uh, Sean, I, I'm always reminded we have a, we're we're also doing an audio podcast at the same moment. So, um, mm. but our um, so there is cro- potential for crossover, but a major significant merge wouldn't make sense for either platform. So yeah, yeah. I, I follow that. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for being along with us tonight. Um, we have talked before um, with Brian, uh, Jesse, and I about um, having doing a show about way marketing, and here we are. In fact, yeah. I reached out to Brian. I was like, Brian, who do you think would be the best? And he said, Sean's the man. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's we were talking about how I how I established myself with waymarking in the uh, yeah in the, in, at the company, so, but it actually was my primary job pretty much almost immediately as I was hired. So, oh so wow, from, okay. From 20, 20, 20, um, 2004 is when I was hired. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was the primary waymarking developer. Um, oh wow. And, and to this day, I'm pretty sure I'm like responsible for like 95% of the code of, on the website. Right. So that's awesome. Um, so, so, so it, yeah, I mean, until probably, I think it was probably like 10, 2010, 2011 is when I was moved to do more than just waymarking. It was when I started doing a lot of right. geocaching work and building APIs and, and um, my career started taking a, like a big, a broader trajectory. Uh, you know, I ended up, um, managing mm-hmm. people and things like that. So it sure. it kind of um and and waymarking has gone through sort of a phase of of like it, you know we introduced it and it, and it solved those initial problems. Well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it solved the problems, but it but it improved those problems. It didn't sure. nobody everybody nobody believes that it solved the virtuals problem, I think, but <laughs> it it, it, it resol- I would say it resolved it because it took them away from the from the website. So so that that but yeah. but I think there's still a desire for those to happen, and I think we've done our best to bring those back in the form of virtual rewards. Um, but yeah. it's yeah. we've kept those like very um, limited, but they're still out there. Whereas locationless, I think we we don't plan to bring those back because sure. Waymarking does right. actually solve that problem entirely. Right. I think, and so yeah, because. Yeah, <clears throat> I think people don't realize, and uh, there, many people do, but I think uh, the fact that um, from the back end of it, some things are very difficult. Whereas um, a lot of geocachers are like, oh, why don't we have, why don't we have like 50 difficulties in trains? Well, it doesn't work like that. It's, there's a lot of coding that would go on, you know, it's like, why don't we have uh, 500 cache types? Well, it doesn't just work, it, you know, from a front end side of it, people are like, oh, well, you know, what's the big deal? But from the from a coding standpoint, there's a lot more that would have to go into that. So, yeah, I would say that's an understatement. I mean, it's it's I mean, if we had coded this perfectly from the start, it might be a little easier to do some of those things. But yeah. um, and it's become progressively easier to do things. As we've imp- improved, yeah, you know, we we you know because when we first started this, it was a hobby site that like kind of turned into something. Like, it was a it was a lightning in the bottle sort of moment, and it became a, a phenomenon, and and um, it scaled super quickly. Like and and we had to spend an awful lot of time taking that initial hobby code and right. turning it into a professional enterprise. 
Um, you know, and, and it, that sure. took years to get that right. Um, and we had, you know, people probably remember us having, you know, like slow weekends where the site was, mm -hmm. was dragging, you know, and, and that, that, that didn't get solved until even, you know, probably five or six years ago, I guess. But like, um, yeah, you know, and it's, it's just something that we, we, um, it took our, took our, that took us a while to get there. And so, we've been slowly improving everything under the covers. And so now I think we're able to move in a little bit better way, but it's still those, some of those things are definitely not as easy to, to bring as, as one would think. No, absolutely. You know, um, and things work. I've, I've been on the IT side of things before. And so I know a lot of people, they don't give it a second thought, but I, I can't, you know, for, for a site of that uh, of geocaching.com to be the, uh, the site that it is and you know knock on wood i mean very few issues i mean it's it is rare for there to be an issue nowadays i mean i, I mean that's well, music to that my ears we know that about, right that there's, we know about well sure i mean as the consumer know about y'all know well, about but, things yeah but, but we don't know about them but think about Jesse. How many times have you gone? Oh yeah, late yeah. to geocaching.com and have a have the you know have the, the site have a problem. I mean, it's rare. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's that's been a a, a job that we've worked really hard to get to try to to get it to that state. And yeah. it's it's as I would say it's not every time every time I talk about uh, pager duty or or something going wrong with yeah. the site. It's like a guarantee that it's going to wake me up at 4 a.m. That something's good, that I got to deal with. So, so I I'm, hear you. I'm not going to jinx it on wood so. here because that's no. always happening. Yeah, but. Um, okay, oh, so since you're kind of responsible for the site and kind of wondered what the thought process is behind this, but waymarking and geocaching are kind of parallel games in, in a sense, right? They're all owned by geocaching, use the same user account, everything else. Um, and I don't know if we've touched on it tonight. We talked about it a little bit before the show, but Waymarking definitely has a specific look that y'all picked for it. Um, and geocaching kind of went through the big update, modernizing the site and Waymarking has kind of kept that retro look. What's, what's kind of the thought process behind running those parallel games and then it having just like a really, really different look to it. I mean, the the truth of the matter is that waymarking is not the same level of priority for the company as geocaching right. is. So, right. So, it it's fortunate that it that it looks retro to people rather than dated, I guess. But but it's um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people love it. I love the I love the look, but that's just me, maybe. Well, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like David, I don't yeah. know bell bottoms or something, because like back in the day they were yeah. really cool, and then they came back and they're cool again. It's like the pixel art is sort of hitting again. People are are interested in that, and so it feels borderline modern because it's sort of got that retro kind of feel. Yeah, to it. but right. it never it. changed. Uh, and I think it's just because we don't have um, we don't put the resources on it the way that we that we do for the geocaching side because that is the, the that's the company's top priority. Uh, sure. Adventure Lab is is a, a, a top priority as well yeah. at this point. Right. We've seen um, a lot of growth. So, so, yeah, for that. For sure. we're, Jesse and I are we want to we want to bring back the bell bottom and um, <laughs> what other what other looks do we want Jesse want to come back uh, uh, Gary's going through the bell bottoms like three times now so he's, he's I mean, it's like the mullet kind of a thing right now right yeah. there's the mullet so, right so we want to no. we want to we want to <laughs> so, waymarking uh, uh, for some for some we want waymarking to be cool again now some people I guess we're sort of introducing it tonight uh, retro gaming gal says she never heard of it but it sounds like so much fun. 
I, I found it to be fun. Um, and we'll get more into that here in a moment. Yeah. Before, um, before we move that far, because I got another, I got a couple yeah, go questions before we get to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So, and you don't have to know numbers if you don't know numbers, right? That might not be your side of the house. We always bug Brian about them, but do you know, like, there's what are there three million geocachers or whatever now? There's some astronomical number that's that's out there. Do you have any idea of how many people are actively playing the waymarking game specifically? I don't have the specific numbers, but it's a it's a lot less, um, well, significantly yeah. less. Um, it, I mean, it it kind of went through a, a phase of of ramping up and becoming kind of bigger, and then it and then it sort of um, when our priorities changed to be much more focused on adventure labs and 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 geocaching. I think that that the audience kind of went back with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that you know, Cashly. Do you know Nick? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, we're cash. He, he's created an app mm-hmm. called Waymarkly. Yeah, um, and since that, yeah, there you go. We've got it. And since, since that app has been released, we've definitely seen a, a surge okay. of, of interest. So it's brought some some people back into the fold. Um, so so it's yeah, and it's it's you know there's a small percentage of lackeys that really enjoy the game, and and so it's it's probably you know it's I, I would say it's not. Um, it's significantly less. Let's just say that. Um, so, because I know we're going to get in the nuts and bolts of it here in a second, but just yeah. I'm trying to set the stage for people that are, we've got some pretty hardcore geocachers in here, and some people are just hearing about it, that hopefully they may take this and go check it out and, and find a new part of the game they like. We get in the nuts and bolts of it. So with the geocaching side, I, he, I don't want to call it sides because it's, it's a parallel game, but geocaching is an umbrella. What... There's tons of places because remember we're a lot of us are stat nerds, right? I mean, we, we love numbers and everything else. There's geocaching stats everywhere, like on the site. There's tons of them, and, and uh, obviously Project GC things like that. And there's other websites that people use. Is there anything that kind of leaderboards or that track the waymarking? Is there anything like that for waymarking? Uh, there is, and and there's actually um, so waymarking has kind of a special. Um, well, there's, there are typical statistics that you see that are very similar to geocaching. Like, so if you were to go to your profile on the Waymarking website, and right. and you can use your same geocaching credentials to log into Waymarking, like yeah. your premium geocaching account works as a premium Waymarking account. Yeah. Um, so, so they're they're they are compatible in that regard. Same with where I go, like like the the premium membership works mm-hmm. for everything. So. Um, all of the, the there, there are premium features on waymarking and um, that are also part of your geocaching premium membership. Uh, but but in the uh, profile page, there's a whole bunch of tabs that you can kind of look at. Um, and there's statistics and they're kind of you can see in the statistics tab that they have very similar types of statistics as um, geocaching has. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's got the the it's even got the um you know the you know the different charts and graphs and things like that it's a little bit like less and you can you can also see the chart based on waymarks posted versus waymarks visited um mm-hmm. and then but i i should mention that i think that while people do care about their their counts and in the same way that they do with geocaching um right. the thing that seems to be that the real hit for people who are waymarkers are uh, is this what we have is called the, the category grid. And there's basically a, um, it's kind of like a bingo card, like with thousands of squares, basically. And they, they like, 
um i don't know if it's a thousand but like yeah it might it might be but um anyways there's there's thousands of categories so uh the category grid basically what people do is they if they find a single waymark in a category they will fill out one of the category icons in their grid and so what people will do is they'll find they'll try to find when they go on trips waymarks that fit in the different categories and such that they can i'm gonna show off. mine it's it's sadly that's, that's not very, very good. interesting i like that take on the There's i never the really thought market. about it that way even though i knew that was there that's an interesting take and that's something that'll get you know like there's people for, on the geocaching side that will drive many many states for a jasmine cache or you know to fill up their fizzy grid well this is kind of like that same type of stat that people yep. chase but there's not, so many more Oh, so people sure. try to get bingos, right? Like they'll try to get like a, a line across the way, or they'll try to right. get a line like <laughs> vertically. Um, and it's not easy. It's very difficult. Um, I, I would, I would have you put, can you put that back up on the screen? Yeah. And, you, and in the top of that screen, can you type the name Bruce S? Oh, sure. By the way, um, a couple of people in our chat room, um, uh, I'll, Jesse, I'll pull a couple of those up while you're doing Pull those thing. up while I'm sharing my screen again. So. Is there a waymarking app for Android? See, no, now that, that is the only problem. No, Nick doesn't that, build for Android. Nick doesn't, doesn't build, build yeah. Android, yep. So one of the big problems with, with waymarking is it is a it is a web-related game still, mostly, if you don't use Cashly uh, or Waymarkly. Sure. Um, it's not designed to be a, a very easy uh, mobile-friendly site either. So there is some challenge for people who are Android users, and I happen to be one, so it's not not easy for me either. So yeah, type Bruce S one word, and then check out his this person's um, <laughs> this person's grid. Yeah, there we go. Now there's a now there's a person who spent some time waymarking. Well, that's we have a few people in the comments. I'm just pulling them up as we go, but they <clears throat> have been doing it for quite a long time. Yep. So, oh so five. Bruce is Bruce is no longer with us. Bruce Bruce is uh, is a one of the he's one of the original administrators for waymarking. He was a he became a passionate waymarker. He he found his five thousandth geocache. And then decided that he's not doing it anymore, and he's only going to do waymarking. Oh wow! Um, and so he became one of the more prominent waymark posters. Wow. So person who who basic. So a hider is yeah. a poster on the waymarking yeah, world. That makes sense. And and sure. in the beginning, people preferred posting. Like there was more clout with posting new waymarks. And I don't know that that's still the same as it was because because uh, waymarkly is primarily a um, a uh, visiting app. Um, yeah, but, but posting the waymarks used to be what people like valued in terms of this is this is how you get uh, clout on the site. And so uh, Bruce was a prominent uh, waymark poster. And if you happen to live in uh, Missouri, you are in for a treat because <laughs> that entire state is fully waymarked Full of <laughs> to, the, to, a, to a level that other states are not. So. Um, he was a big history buff and was in charge of a lot of different categories. Uh, but he, he also was an amazing, amazing guy. So, and, and so I, I feel like I should, I, I like to talk mm -hmm. about him because uh, he did, he yeah. did pass away. He had cancer and, 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 but, mm -hmm. um, he was a good friend and, and, uh, uh, the, the best ambassador for the game. Um, so gr great guy. Um, oh, wow. but anyways, yeah. That's really, so, yeah. can we kind of walk through for people? 
and we can use it in geocaching terms, right? Like you just did. I think that was perfect. A, a poster is the person that hid the cache, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does the process compare to like posting a cache, reviewer, you know, who who checks all those things? You know, does an owner do, how does it compare to like geocaching? Yeah, great question. That's a, that's a great, helpful question. Uh, um, well, geocaching actually obviously has like reviewers and there are, there are like many hundreds of them uh, that, that are like volunteers that participate in this. And they're actually like, can, like run, you know, we actually have a team at the company that, that like, kind of wrangles them all together, you know, and, right. and we have interactions with them and, and we, you know, have meetings and, and we, we discuss, uh, waymarking is much more automated in that regard. And, uh, even though it also has reviewers, every single category has a team of reviewers that volunteer to be reviewers to, for that category. Um, but it, but the site administers them itself. So we don't actually do uh, we don't take we don't control that at all the site right. kind of runs that on its own and we do have um we do have an administrator um that works like that that kind of smooths out the the the, the edges the rough edges when it comes gotcha. to that process and recruits new people in places that are having trouble and things like that but that that does happen so but when you post a waymark i mean you basically like you know, you you go through the category list and you find a category that's interesting, and then you note that you have, hey, that I've got one of those in my neighborhood. I'm gonna post this sure. this piece, this sit by me statue in my that park that's right by my house. And right. so you would basically just like you would with geocaching, you would go to the sort of the the, the you know on the homepage. There's a post a waymark, or you could do it directly from the category itself. Mm -hmm. Um, and you would post that waymark. It basically has a whole list of things that you would, you know, like it's asking for the data and it right. wants you to include pictures and it gives you some rules about how you would do it. And then there's a review process. And so when you submit it, it goes to that team of reviewers for that category. Right. We call them category managers and those category managers uh, will review your waymark over time. And some, some are better at doing it quickly and some are some are less less sure. good um, it depends on who, how clo how closely people are paying attention at a given moment but uh generally we get them all reviewed over an amount of time uh and then once it's reviewed and it, it gets it gets released into the into the directory and then it's it's something that other people can go and visit at that point so um sim very similar to a geocache it's it's just a um much more automated back behind you know the, uh -huh. the site controls it itself I, so is I'm it Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead, I just want to say real fast that for those that are not familiar yet or just starting to learn about one of the things I love, and we'll talk about some of the things, uh, some of these items in a little bit, but I love the categories. There are some fabulous, one of the categories mm -hmm. I found just to give a, a hint as to when we get to that section uh, discussion, but uh, homemade tombstones. There's a whole plethora a wild category, right? of homemade tombstones <laughs> out there. I've never heard of that one. That's a great one. Yeah, that it's a it's a really really cool. I mean, to to look at and um, yeah, and so uh, photos obviously are are key. But go ahead, Jesse. You had some other so I, well, well, we'll never hit everything on waymarking tonight. No, so I, just no. get, I want to give enough out there for people to understand what they're getting into, and I want people to hopefully go yeah. out and try it. So I agree. Um, so, you find something, you post it, the reviewer team in yep. geocaching terms goes over to gets to a category that somebody else can go find it. Are there ALRs like there are in with virtuals and labs right now or adventures right now? 
do people have to post a photo? Do people have to answer a question? Is there an option for that? Or is it just honor? Generally, um, the, the category managers create the, uh, uh, like the criteria for their own categories, mm -hmm. but most of the, in most cases, there aren't any like virtual like questions to answer or okay. there's not, there's not a whole lot of like proof that of your, like mostly yeah. they just want you to post a photo, um, and, and, okay. or, you know, just to prove that you were there. Um, I haven't seen too many. There's a few that are a little bit puzzly that, or that, that have like their anomalies that they're a little different than others. And so, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's a case by case basis, I think, but I think most of them are pretty basic. Uh, you just go to the spot, you post a photo a and picture. then you get okay. it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not too difficult. Um, yeah. So here's where I think, and because cat, I know once we get into categories, we're never getting off that. We're not gonna run. We're gonna run out of time for that tonight. We'll run I know out of time. It. Yeah. Um, but there's Waymarking has something that's a little different that I think the geocaching side has tried to play with a little bit with leaderboards and stuff, but haven't really done it. Waymarking also has groups and scavenger hunts too, right? There's yeah, kind of a game within the game. Yeah, it's good. Good. Good that you brought those up. I, I, the scavenger hunts is is kind of a particularly um, that's the way that I think that this is the most fun to do waymarking personally. Um, I think it's fun to, especially if you go on a trip to a new city that you've never been to before, I think yeah. it's really fun to generate a scavenger hunt. Um, you, you kind of, you, um, basically what it does is you, you select an area that you're going to be in and that you would like to create a radius around, and then it will randomly pick waymarks in that radius and then create sort of a bingo style grid, sort of similar to this category icon Ooh, grid, but it's okay. but it's with individual waymarks. Oh, um, cool. And then the idea is that you would go and find those waymarks, and as you knock each one of them out, you kind of complete the grid. Um, and so oh, you wow. can see, so they're basically um, there's a there's a um, yeah, there's a there's a few spots on the site where you can look at the categories, um, and, and it'll show you the the um, who can do It'll that scavenger you. hunt? Just the person who posted it, or can you open it to the public? You, I believe you can open it. Um, it uh, I don't think that I don't know how often that happens, but um, you, you know, you can create one and then you can immediately start doing it yourself, or you can create one. It has some time timings involved with it, and then you can invite others to join you, and then you can do a race um, to oh, see who. See, gets I like that. Or, yeah, so there's a lot of fun things, but. One thing, but it's what's really interesting is if you go to a city you've never been to before, it will pull up the most random things that you would never ever dream <laughs> to go visit in that city. Um, and so it's like the most unique take on on exploring a new city. And and what's so interesting about it would be is that you go to these places that are like some of them are just so silly, like that you would be going, I'm gonna go, I'm going to Memphis so that I can go see this statue, right? Uh, but it's like <laughs> I can, I, when you get to the statue and even though you've seen a photo of it and you get to that statue, it's kind of a joyous moment in the same way that finding a geocache is yeah, in that you, yeah. it's about like, it's, it's like you see that photo of the place on the site and then you get to the real life context of that photo. And then it's like, all of a sudden it matches and you're like, Oh, that's how it lives in the land in the lays in the land. Right. And so it just opens up this like, wow, that's not how I expected it to be. Um, it's very cool. cool. And so, so it's, and so you, it, it just takes you on this like kind of weird, like eclectic view of a city. Um, 
And and the thing is, is you can also re like if you generate your random ones and they just are terrible, you can just regenerate until you get sure. a list that's like acceptable. Um, and then you can do do that again. Uh, uh, yeah. And so I have seen at least one person has. So there's there's a scavenger hunt grid, which is filled with like um, I think it's like a hundred waymarks in a hundred mile radius. It's like the hardest one. Right. And then it's like a five mile radius and, and five way marks is the easiest one. Um, but but the grid goes from, you know, an amount of like anyways, this is when at least one person who's knocked out the entire grid, like they've 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 done a scavenger hunt all the way through for every oh, single. Wow. Um, and so there are definitely some people who are are really into this and crazy. Um, and as you saw, Bruce was with the category grid, he was very into that. Um, right. Did you did you see this, Jesse? I talk about a crossover. I don't know how this would even work, but Tyrone Shoelaces, thanks for being on again tonight, my friend. You can open a scavenger hunt. There is a challenge cache in Warren, Pennsylvania, where you have to first complete a percentage of the scavenger hunt. That would be a pre-moratorium challenge, but uh, for sure. But what that's a, awesome. I mean, like, awesome. if I get anywhere close to that, I'm going to sign it. I'm going to sign that challenge, and I would immediately go do whatever it takes for that. But is that cool? That's I think this is idea. fascinating. One, the challenge cast like that is fascinating. The old ones like that, but two, that you can. So that's extremely interactive, and I know the groups is a section on there too. But if you if you had people in your local area like a caching group, and you were looking to find yeah. and go out and do some fun for a weekend or a week, or you know, had a monthly challenge, that seems like a great thing to do for. Yeah, like it, it, yeah, it's also really it's quite compatible with geocaching also because right. you're yeah, already really. out in the woods going and finding geocaches and like often there's there's geocaches and waymarks in the general area so you can kind of if you if you figure out how to plan it well you can you can go and do both things you know and so yes. um, it just kind of like it it adds places that you can go find the things to to enhance the game experience for both for both yeah. Um, yeah. similar to what the lap for sure. I mean, they're yeah, parallel, yeah. but I really do see how they can overlap. Yeah, definitely. It's def they definitely are compatible. Yeah. I, I have looked at it. I don't waymark a lot, but I'm going to go check into it. I've looked at it recently just because of the benchmarks that are on there. Because I, I missed – I mean, I completely understand why we're not, we don't have benchmarks as a part of it. Anymore. I got that part. That makes perfect sense to me. But I still miss them. benchmarks. Because I went and yeah. found them. I like doing them. So I, I, I like it because there's now a way for me to go and, and find benchmarks again. Um, yep, and it won't mess up anything because you know we we put the kibosh on that on the geocaching side. So if nothing else, it'd be fun just for that. Yeah, I mean, if you have a passion about be benchmarks, the, the site waymarking has a lot of benchmarks. There, they, I mean, it's I think the big difference between the geocaching benchmarks and waymarking benchmarks is that the waymarking benchmarks uh, were all placed by users finding them in the in the wild, whereas right. the geocaching right. benchmarks were just a list that we had that we just yeah. populated the database with, and so they just existed. Um, but this is like actually crowdsourced, like that we, we, you know, waymarking found these, and and they probably found them when they were geocaching, and then yeah. added right. like waymarking. But you know, so, so it's kind of that way, I guess. But um, that's yeah, cool. So, but it is kind of like part of the, you know, I guess we felt not not too bad about you know taking ge uh, benchmarks away because there is actually a place for people who sure. like benchmarks to still play yeah, a game yeah. uh, that is benchmark related so yeah um a couple things i want to point out Dr uh, drusilla with us tonight uh thank you um she mentioned she's a manager of, of five categories so that's really cool 
Um, so, and you got uh, some people pretty involved. We got, I'll, I'll flash through a couple that we kind of put up earlier too, yeah, but go for it. 2007 grid spaces field. Um, so yeah, they may be getting back into it. That sounds awesome. Yep. And Ursula, of course, she's been doing it since 2005. And Gia said there's 1130 different categories. That's, that's insane. First of that's all, that's cool. That's a big fizzy grid. Um, <laughs> that is a big fizzy grid. Do do posters get an email when someone logs away marks? So if if some of these people go out and they start posting away marks, does it work like Geocaching so, yeah. does? Yes. Okay. It, yes. Yeah. We just, so that's that's interesting because we just had a discussion on Earth caches, and the more of those you own, it really ramps up the number of emails you get to correspond to. So I think that that would be similar before anybody goes out and posts 500, you know, way marks. Way marks. <laughs> there's an interactive part component of that. Just like owning yeah, a real geocache or a traditional geocache. I mean, it's going to be, the, you know, right. The posting will definitely create a situation where somebody's going to have to review your post, but the visits, not necessarily like they still get the visit when yes, their, yes, their yes. Waymark gets visited. They'll right. get an email. For that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's she a, uh, it's it's very similar to geocaching. I mean, it really is the way it'd be played uh, with different process, but it but it's also a very different game. I mean, the like kind of how you're explaining the category is a reverse kind of like a locationless. That makes sense to me. I've never thought about it that way before, but it's you're going out to look for something that somebody else created in different location. Yeah, that's. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's, that was exactly what it was. They, they also, in, in fact, I believe we started with like a hundred actual locationless caches and we populated the database with those actual caches as waymark categories. And then we allowed the people who created those initially to be the category managers in the beginning. Um, and so those are the people who started off the site, like we kickstarted it with actual locationless caches. And so um, some of the people that did that were in that initial group are still still participating with waymarking today, and and uh, I, we have s at least a couple people who have I, I've seen I think it's like sixty five thousand waymarks reviewed um, is like the number that I've seen a couple people have done. So wow. you know, and and obviously you've seen that we've there's a, a there's more than a million waymarks that are placed out there in the world already. So you see that on the front page. Um, right. you know, we had. We had this sort of countdown at the office where we, were, you know, Brian and myself were always like so excited about that that yeah. uh, million <laughs> cool. million waymark mark, you know, because that to yeah. me was sort of like such a huge like for me personally, it was a personal milestone seeing the site that that I had spent my whole career building for for so long achieve this goal. Um, and it's it was funny because Brian and I had decided that we were going to go to uh, the very first waymark for um, oh. To, to commemorate the experience. Um, oh, so how a, can you find? How well, it was you, a McDonald's. It was a McDonald's. The first Waymark was a McDonald's, <laughs> which, uh, is, which kind is kind of funny because it was sort of a dumb idea from from our side. Well, in hindsight. But, but people. Anyways, we went to go find that what that one, awful. and it wasn't it wasn't there. It had been oh, changed no. into oh, a no. cheese bank. So. It's my it's my waymark, and so I actually had that moment where I discovered it doesn't exist no. anymore. So I had to archive it on the day that oh. that we hit the million. So it was so sad. It's kind of like the first Starbucks is gone. So yeah, it just it's, it's, it's not everything. Things don't last forever, and so no, but that's well. The first geocache is not there now. There's something there, 
but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a yeah, the, maybe we need to put a, an original stash plaque. plaque. That's yeah, right. Yeah, get on that, Brian. We need a we need a plaque in the in the parking lot for the first wave. I kind of I kind of like that idea. If there was some way to do it, I guess but that would be cool. Yeah. So somebody jumped on and they asked, "Is this an app or just a web page?" I think the web page is what they're talking about. Yeah, um, it was a little broken up, but I just use that as an opportunity to repeat. Waymarking.com is where you go. Yeah, it's its own site. Same sign in as geocaching.com. Yep. If you happen to be lucky enough to be uh, an Apple user or an iOS user, then exactly. Waymarkly is the app that you can use to do this. Otherwise, you would just do it on waymarking.com on your phone, right? Yes, that's that is the way to do it, and it it is not it's not admittedly it's not the greatest mobile experience for those of us with Android devices, and and I don't know someday I'm gonna sit down in a ten percent project type space and I'm gonna fix it, but but it uh would it will require um, yeah. some some like me offloading time of my own personal oh, time you. to fix that probably, but well, but it's, it's um, yeah I do. Try get in every year with at least a little bit of of like dev time dedicated to waymarking and so there's usually like one or two smallish but maybe bigger depending on the year projects that will like increase it up update it and and improve it um so so there's probably a moment where i will do some things this year as well um but um yeah, I'm I'm a busy guy though too. So and I, and I am responsible for all of geocaching uh, right. stuff. So it's a little bit of a um, it's a stretch for me to be able to like to do too much. But no, I hear you, Brian. Thinks a good idea would be sort of like the uh, the traveling um, can of beans. You could have the bronze the original cheeseburger. <laughs> you could bring to events. That'd be funny with the whatever the whatever the way because waymarking has like a code. Like they do, don't they? They have to have a code. It does, yeah. Like, well, it was WM1 was was the first way. Okay, so you could one. do. You can actually type that, and you can type that into the search, I believe, and it will bring back the, the actual. Oh location. wow! I could try that. Um, so, WM1. what would? And this is kind of a question. Of course, Brian's in here too, so he, yeah, he's getting here. Yeah. Um, Downtown Seattle, Sixth Avenue. HQ like to see with one. What would <laughs> HQ like to see with Waymarking? Would they like to see a big resurgence? But they like to see people kind of keep where it is because you don't have time to develop to really do much with it. What would HQ ultimately like to see either now or long term with waymarking? That's a good question. I don't I don't know that I would be able to speak for everybody at HQ. I would only be able to speak for myself. Um, mm, and is. of course, I would love to see it have a resurgence. Um, I think that the more people that would that would do something with it, the more likely that it would get some sure. love i think but at the same time i don't want to press it so hard that that people jump off of of the the geocaching and adventure lab stuff as well because i think those are our obvious priorities the, these yeah. days oh, yeah. Yeah. but i will say that like waymarking mm-hmm. is part of the premium prop for us and, and so if people mm-hmm. join waymarking i mean it's gonna be good for everybody you know for all the people who yeah. are premiums because, because that is there are premium. So, well, but, and by the way, being a category owner or a start manager is a premium feature. So if you want to run a, ca- a category, you would have to be a, a premium, premium user to do right. so. Uh, yeah. But I don't think you need to be a premium to do the grid or to like, sure. um, well, but every, probably everybody that watches your show probably is premium is my guess, but, um, we get a lot of new people too. So we get a lot right. of new users that'll, that'll come on and then, and get it. But a lot of the people are, I mean, I, I can't even remember. It took me, what, 10 days or something. I don't know. 
to figure out, yeah, premiums where I go and never left. So I, I forget yeah. that people aren't premium sometimes. Yeah, Jesse and I yeah, forget I mean, I what like. <laughs> people don't necessarily realize that the premium membership at, at Geocaching get, does actually like load you up with all kinds of like perks because uh -oh. these other sites are are all baked into that 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 value. So if you are a premium member, I mean, you just, you, I mean, you don't have to fork over any more money. You, I do think that Waymarkly costs, uh, because, yeah. because that's a third party site. So you would have to probably yeah. pay, I think it's five bucks, I think is how much. Yeah. But if you're an iOS user, just, it's it. worth it. It's yeah, worth, it's it. worth it. it. No, definitely. And it's three way marks. It's worth it. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a, it's not, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know if that, I don't think it's a subscription. I think it's just a one time. No, thing. just a way to one time. One time yeah. One thing we do, though, for Nick, uh, he's a big supporter of ours, is that we try to, at least once a year, we try to um, to to give him tips, tips for the developer. So we try to give him a little bit extra for because like Jesse and I, we 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 spent the easy money for, you know, for Cashly and Way Markley long ago, well, not Way Markley long ago. But um, so we try to remember and I tr we try to encourage everyone that has it to you know, remember the developer, he's still trying to develop. And so, um, so that's, uh, yeah. that's important, but, uh, so how would you, I know we're, we're going to run out of time. I could talk about this for a long time. Oh, we, yeah. It's an exciting I'm new thing for me. Whatever, but how <laughs> would you for, I guess kind of two questions, how would you recommend people that haven't really been into it or if they want to get back into it, where should they start? So, you know, go find some tomorrow, whatever. And then if people want to, are getting excited about this and they want to spread the word again. What's that message, right? You know, at an event or whatever else. So I know it's kind of a loaded two part question, but. I mean, I would say that like visiting a waymark is the best way to start. So understanding like what, what are I, what am I going after? And so probably even just beginning with a, a like a search of your location at, mm -hmm. um, from the right. homepage will right. probably deliver you a list of the waymarks that are closest to you. Um, yeah, it's it's waymarking has is is I'm I'm giving you all the flaws with the site now, but but waymarking doesn't have the big map that geocaching does, and that I think is a um, a dream to to build something like that so that it would be more uh, it would just be a right. better site experience if that were there, um, but it is what it is, and so the search waymarking it used to be more of a list focused service, right? We would. We just want the list of the of the waymarks, and and then you go and find them. And that and it, it, we didn't really think about it from the map perspective the way that we did the, the way that we do our sites these days or whatever. And so there is a map. It's just a very small map on the on the right. And so you'll have to deal with some of those issues with it. And, and actually, Nick, pretty good. You go, Nick. Nick's that's the way to do it. Yeah, um, Nick's got his, cool. his his app is is the way to do it <laughs> for sure right now. But yeah. I will say that like going going to the homepage and just typing your location and seeing what's around you, yeah, that's the way to start. And then just yeah. sort of start get a feel for like the different categories. And like I would definitely like visit your profile and see all the different statistics and oh yeah, that's cool. Kind of work work through how all that is and and the the category grid is particularly key, I would say, because that's that's the way most people who waymark like seriously, like that's what they they key in on. Um, I would wait on the, I don't know if I would jump into scavenger hunts immediately. If you're new, I would just go find a couple. Um, but eventually you'll start getting an understanding of how things are. And then you can start like thinking about posting, um, which I think is the, 
like that's where there's a feel of ownership because you like you know you're the the person yeah. who puts that spot in there and then it's like it's almost like it's got like a four square kind of feel to it like the mayor sure. of the spot it's kind of gives you that feel when yeah. you own that you're in you know and so that. some people sort of view it like a territorial that's part of my empire right and and it's funny because i think this feature is currently broken but there is there used to be a feature called that worked with google earth that was a um it actually was called the waymarking footprint and what it did is it basically drew a line around all of your posted waymarks and so it'd show literally <laughs> on the on the world like what you'd quote conquered in terms of the territory oh, i like that and and it would be colored based on um how how densely populated that area is with the waymarks that you posted right so oh, wow. somebody who finds in seattle like a hundred or you know a thousand yeah. waymarks would have yeah. a very red very small dot of red and somebody who found two would have a green space right but if you go across the whole united states it would be a little bit like the color would get greener as you go or whatever. But unless oh, you're Bruce cool. S and Bruce S would have red and everything. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. He was, he was like, uh, he was, yeah, he was red everywhere. So uh, oh, that's awesome that he did that. Well, I'm going to have to go out and find some now. I, I'm lucky enough that I have way Markley, so it makes it a lot easier, but I'm going to go play with it a little bit. It's really cool. I know. And we're, we're running out of time, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to mention for people because they're like, well, when would I even do this? And what I, what I found for me, my experience was uh, we were in downtown Santa Fe and we were doing some geocaches in this particular, uh, in this certain near this church. And we were hanging out in that area. Um, and we were doing, uh, Susan and I were doing, like I said, we we're doing the geocaches, but this is before Adventure Labs. But what was cool was we were in that area. And so I was like, what else can I do? Uh, I looked for yeah. benchmarks. I found some benchmarks. That was really cool. Then I was like, well, I'm going to pull up Waymarkly. I'm going to look. And what happened was is that um, I was able to find some Waymarks in that in that square, uh, air, the, 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 the church, around the church. So, but by doing that, I was able to learn even more because we'd gone through the church and we'd gone through and read most of all the signs. But even on top of that, waymarking enhanced the entire experience because there was information in the waymarks that I did not know because I was, you know, we're, we're history buffs. So we were looking at the history of this little area. And for me, one thing that I, I want to try to do more of is when I am in a spot, pull up waymarks and look and see mm -hmm. what waymarks are in that spot because you could really enhance whatever you're doing, whether it's geology or uh, in my case, I was, I was looking into a history type area. So I'm thinking that there's, that's one aspect of waymarking that I think people could really kind of get back into and embrace. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think because waymarkings, um, the app experience is great in Cashly or in Waymarkly, obviously. Yeah. But if you if you are limited to just having the website, I do agree that that's your that's your way to go. One thing about Waymarking that's kind of good, and and because of even though that situation happens, is that because you're not looking for hidden things, 
it's a little bit easier to find. So you you know you cut you know what you're looking for. So yeah. once you're in that general area, if it's if it's near, you're gonna find it. And right. so it won't be that hard to find those waymarks in that area. So it's just you just have to get like three or four kind of like I know I'm looking for a sit by me statue. I'm looking for a McDonald's and I'm looking for a um, you know a historical uh, marker. And, and and then you just and sometimes if it's a well waymarked area, you might even be able to say it. I'll bet that's waymarked um, mm -hmm. because that yeah. just seems like one of those things that's that's categorized a certain way. You know, um, one thing that's also interesting in waymarking is that lots of different points actually qualify to be categories different types of categories oh, okay and in the early years of waymarking what what people were doing almost as a game was they were trying to figure out how many categories that post would fit into and then they would literally post it like seven or eight times per wow, category but the difference is that they would dry it they would write it up in the context of the category that it fit right so if it's yeah, a okay. historical marker well then you talk about it as a historical marker but if it's the if it's a battlefield you write it up as a battlefield but then when the search pops you get you get kind of a, a you know a whole bunch of waymarks for free because there's like seven of them that are literally the same point but they're oh, just different categories I and so you. there's some people thought that was a, a fun game to see like what's the maximum number of of same oh, waymarks yeah. that you could post or find that would be <laughs> the exact same spot but you get credit for seven of them or whatever wow um, and so that's that was a thing that that was kind of a, in the day it was it was kind of a thing that was happening and we were actually we were going to try to um write code that would sort of like take that consideration sure um, and maybe even d display them as the same point but we that ended up not happening because right. it was a big project but, we need to we need to do this again, Jesse. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to do. I, we have Sean back to talk about I this. We have again. a deeper discussion, but Gary and I are going to go back and hopefully some people listen to and and dig into this for a little while, so we can get a little yeah. knowledge. So then we can actually ask good questions and know where it's going. Because you can tell me the bugs that I need to fix. No. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, we always know there's always bugs, right? But there's yeah. always something. Yeah. There's always I, an I enhancement. Idea, and I want to look into it more. The scavenger hunts and groups. And yeah. because I know like with the leaderboard, there's there's development, everything that goes on the leaderboard. And we've seen that kind of coming alive. And many of us hope that, you know, eventually you're going to be able to like pick a group, set challenges. Well, you can do that in Waymarking. It sounds like now there's categories you can you can set things or whatever group challenges. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think there's a lot of possibilities there. And I don't even know enough to be able to ask past the basic at this point. Sure. I've only done basic things, found them and posted one myself, and that's it ever. So um, I, I, yeah, I want to dig into like it. Though, I know Gary does too, because yeah, anytime we find a new thing, we're just going to dig into it and see who can know the most about it, right? So that's kind of the nerdy stuff we do. Right. So this is the Waymarking 101 episode. Yes. It's the Waymarking 201 next we'll time. We'll do 201. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you, can always, you can always bring me to talk about anything. You know, I oh, have that's the, awesome. It's all energy. It's all engineering for me. So, so, uh, but, but I love this subject. This is a, this is a high, uh, one of yep. my favorite things to talk about, obviously. So, so, so last item, Streck yeah, wants Streck to said he, he can't find a spot to upload the pictures. I, I'm assuming he's meaning on the website when you're posting or po I don't know how to say that. I don't know the term, but yeah, when you're when posting you one. If you find one, it should be you. You go to the waymark that you're going to to. Um, uh -huh. the, you're going to the waymark that you that you found, and then you would 
click on the visit waymark, which is, it says post log or visit waymark. And then as you post the log first, and then I believe that you will have, um, it should give you the option to upload the image um, after you get that. I'll, okay. I'll do a little bit of a test and see. Yeah, somebody's saying that there's when you're viewing your visit, there's a box on the right hand side to upload the pic. So it should be on there somewhere. Yeah, there, okay. So as soon as you log the lot the visit, uh, it takes you to a hey, you've successfully recorded your visit, and then underneath there's a link that says upload image for this visit. Oh, okay. gotcha. Okay. And cool. so then you'll be able to do that, and then um, I, I think you can do multiple that way. So it's a little like a, again, it's an older site. It's it's a little sure. wonky, but uh, that's you, you'll 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 develop a um, yeah you'll 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 get in the swing of how it all works, and then you'll you'll uh, you'll be fine with it. Yeah. All right, Gary, awesome. we got to go back and do some research now. So we do. We'll, we'll have to think it's of awesome. a challenge. You know, first one to a thousand finds or whatever. You know, or yeah, we got to. Yeah, we'll have to come over with each other, and then we go. can put those challenges out to the audience too. Once we know, have any clue what we're talking about, so this will be fun. Yeah, GTN. We're gonna put a. We're gonna. Uh, we're, we're, we're gonna make a game out. You know, we're gonna make a game out of challenging everybody to do this. So we will. We will. Well, again, Sean, thank you so much. It was it was great meeting you last year in Memphis, and uh, I, I appreciate so much you being on tonight uh, to talk waymarking. So I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I had a great time. That's very fun, and and uh, anytime you want to bring me back, I'd be I'd be uh, honored. It'd be great. Awesome, thank you, sir. Um, thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see everybody um, soon. And um, we've got puzzle talk will be up soon, and we'll have a challenge talk in a in a week. Mm-hmm. So um, more, uh, more uh, the March shows will be be coming up. So uh, until then. Good night, everybody. We'll see y'all later. May your finds be many and your DNFs be few. May the terrain and difficulty both be less than two. we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on twitter instagram and facebook the show can be found on apple Podcasts, stitcher radio public or spotify as well as at the geocache talk website don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis and tell your friends about the show get them involved with us in the chat room and until next week don't just talk about geocaching go geocaching